Welcome to episode 184 of the TDR Now podcast, the first, yes, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia and other theme parks. So this includes Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan. We've talked about Universal Studios Singapore on here before, and eventually we'll talk about Universal Studios Beijing. And I'm really excited for the Ghibli Park theme park that's going to be opening in a few years as well. So we're going to be talking about a lot of theme parks in the coming years. So that's pretty exciting. You can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, all under TDR Explorer. So make sure you give us a follow, a like, a pin, a subscribe. I'm trying to remember all the verbs. I don't know. (laughs) Just find us on social media. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one getting worked up about etiquette. (laughs) theme park etiquette so we're gonna have a very interesting show today and of course joining as always is the wonderful wonderful patricia hey guys it's me trish i take photos at the park i am shivering in the cold cold season of winter in japan uh you can find me at dream sweets love on twitter and on instagram and i am super envious of you in sunny florida chris my home state (laughs) it's like we kind of switched places for a little bit i know what has happened (laughs) i know yeah well i was supposed to be back in canada but i decided to extend my stay because it is too cold back home sorry mama explore but (laughs) the minus the minus 39 degrees fahrenheit weather is a little too much to bear so there you go i get it all right so before we start i want to remind everyone about our ebook our book on Tokyo Disney Resort. It's over 250 pages. We have the 2020 edition out. We've sold over 530 copies so far. That many explorers have decided to plan their trip the best way possible. We poured so much effort and love and knowledge and enthusiasm into this book. And it is one of, no, you know what? I'm going to make a bold claim. It is the most complete way to plan your trip at Tokyo Disney Resort. Bold words very bold and i'm very confident in that we put so much work into that we took feedback from everyone who bought the previous versions and we made it better and has everything in there including etiquette how to behave in japan and also the theme parks because um the japan does things very differently and of course there's some things you need to be very aware of i mean especially at the theme parks look you know coming to a foreign country already is so much planning and so much to think about like picking up this book is making things so much easier on yourself Mm -hmm. not just for um tokyo disney resort but i know your usj book is coming out soon as well you know and usj there's so little information so i mean it's just so much easier to have everything at your fingertips and i know that you worked really hard to make it much easier to use as well yeah we went through we went through everything redid it uh, we almost built it again from the ground up. Like we didn't do it over completely, but we redid a lot of the chapters and stuff. There's a lot of fantastic information in there. And we do have the Universal Studios Japan 2020 version coming. We're a little late on it, but that's okay. If you did buy the 2019 version um, this year, being 2020, you will get upgraded to the 2020 version for free. So don't worry about that. And of course, before we start, our Patreon so if you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. Every little bit helps. And depending on how much you pledge, you get a certain perk. 
And one of our more popular ones is the $2 level where you get early access to our episodes. So you'll get it 24 hours before it goes live out in the world. So you get to listen to it before anybody else, which is also very awesome. And again, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. All right. So we have to talk about some park etiquette here. Yeah. Some park etiquette. <laughs> it's a... Um, you know, I don't want to sound like it's too serious. It's not. It's not. I mean, that serious. But it but kind it can of be. is. It kind of is because how many times have you seen people? And I know they probably don't mean it most of the time. Inadvertently upset everyone around them with their actions. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, whether it's standing up to leave before a show or parade is finished and then blocking everyone's view or ruining a video or talking next to somebody taking video or um, putting their kids on their shoulders. That's kind of an international faux pas that people do um, to back in the summertime, opening your umbrella in the middle of the water show, not only creating a safety issue, but blocking the people around you. You've seen this. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of etiquette, which some of it seems very obvious and some of it not so obvious. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. So we're not like a lot of this stuff applies to Japan in general, but we're going to focus really on the theme parks. So this applies to both Tokyo Disney Resort, Universal Studios Japan and any other like theme park setting in Japan. So we're kind of focusing on that. We're not going to go into etiquette in japan because we'll be here forever oh, there's yeah. a lot that's like a whole that's a and, book you could write right yeah yeah well there has been books written on yeah. that so, <laughs> um we're not going to get it too deep into that but yeah we're just going to focus on stuff that specifically applies to theme parks and just like being out in public i guess i guess a little bit of background like japanese society re- relies heavily on respect so that's a very very big thing and everyone focuses on the group it's more of a group mentality, not individual, which is very different from, let's say, the West, uh, where everything, you know, we think about ourselves more. <laughs> you know, we're, you know, lack of a better term, a little more selfish. We in, think in, about in others aspects. around us as well, Chris. We do. We do. But not to the extent of um, like in Japan. It's a very, you know, everyone thinks about the group at whole for the most part. Sure. And especially when you're in a crowded area like the city or like a a theme park, it makes sense, right? Because things go smoother, you know, when you're thinking about everyone as as a group, right? How How to like make things easier, right? Yeah. So that's why you'll see people standing on certain sides of the escalator and people walking up the other. Although, let me tell you about walking up the escalator. Talking about etiquette faux pas. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to walk up the elevator. uh, Sorry, the escalator. And there's signs everywhere now because they're really trying to stress the people in Japanese and in English. Don't walk up the escalator because it's a safety hazard. But everyone, Japanese or not, is doing it anyway. So you're not supposed to do it. And in a lot of places, you're actually, they're trying to stress the people to stand on both sides of the escalator because... It makes things easier and more people can go up faster. Um, so when you go to like Midtown, for example. So yeah, you think it's supposed to make things smoother, but not always. Yeah, it's um, that's a very recent thing too. I know that like the last year or two. Yeah. They start putting up those signs. And like another thing, like when people come off the train, 
everyone that's getting on the train moves to the side, lets the people come off the train yeah. before they get on the train. It's not a whole big, everyone trying to get on and off at the same time. That doesn't happen. It's people called do common sense, people. <laughs> and yeah, of course, with um, increase in tourism in Japan, um, there's going to be a lot more people and a lot of different cultures from different backgrounds and stuff. So, of course, some of the stuff may not be obvious to some people. And, you know, we just want to make sure everyone has a very smooth experience as much as possible. It just makes everything easier for everybody in the end. Um, when I wrote this list out, I just kind of wrote it. I didn't really group them. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you can help guide me through this too, Patricia. The first one makes absolute sense. Uh, and it's not the case in every Disney park, uh, but it should be. Stand in an orderly queue. Yeah. Yeah. Stand in an orderly queue. So if you go to places like Hong Kong or Shanghai, like when, when you're going into the parks, it's usually kind of every man for themselves. And Hong Kong is not get... so bad. No, it's not as orderly as Japan, but no. it's not as chaotic as Shanghai. Exactly. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, but in Japan, everyone's like very orderly in the line. Everyone waits their turn. Um, for the most part, there's no one cutting in line or anything like that like now, it happens like it happens everywhere it but should for the be most said, part you don't notice it it should be said one of the exceptions and i noticed people talking about this on reddit is that because of the length of the line here what you do see is sometimes people will leave a person standing in line for the group and some people will leave the queue, especially if like there's kids involved or people might go out to get food and stuff and then return back to the line. And I know in the U.S., this is like a major faux pas. You're not supposed to do that because it's kind of like, you know, cutting a line because they weren't waiting in line the entire time. Right. So I know um, I have seen people get upset about that. And it's fairly common here. Yeah. So it's it's common to like you're everyone gets in line, but then people leave because they have to go to the toilet. Or... Right. Go to go get some food or whatever. Like that's totally acceptable in Japan. Exactly. That's fine. So watch because out for the lines that. Can, yeah, the lines get very, very long, and people will be waiting a long time. So you know, people have to use the toilet. It just happens. Like that's fine. Just make sure someone's there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, like don't have like a group of twenty people in the line, and then everyone leaves except for one person, and they all try and come. Like don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. But like, you know, if you're there with a group of four people and two people need to use the toilet or go grab some food mm -hmm. or whatever, that's totally fine. No one's going to say anything. It's acceptable. Everyone does it. You'll even that's see cast members escort people back into the line sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So if you tell a cast member, just say like, you know, I, um, I need to go to the toilet and they'll help you get out of line. Then they'll help you go back into the line, everything. And it, like, that's totally fine. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty big culture difference. So I think that one is kind of interesting to mention. Yeah. And this applies to even like in the queues for attractions and stuff too, not just queues, you know, getting into the park or anything. No, that's like what that, I was talking about, like attraction queues. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. That's where people yeah. really like, kind of like they, they, some people get really taken aback by that. Yeah. So that to it's totally fine. Trust me. But the one thing is, though, you wait for everyone in your party to be together before you get in line. Yes. And this is for anything. This is for attractions. This is for restaurants. Um, so you do once you, when you're getting into the line, everybody needs to be there. Yeah. And like I would say an exception would be if like, you know, your party of four and you're missing one person. That's usually pretty OK. Mm. If you're like further back, if you're further back in the line, if you're way up front. No. Okay. 
That's a yeah. big, people will get upset at that. But if you're near the back and like one person's late or whatever, that's usually pretty fine. For attractions. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking like queues to get into the park. Oh, to get into the park. Absolutely. The park, yeah. to get into the park, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have everybody with you. Yeah. So yeah, we're kind of jumping around a little bit. Sorry. Um, different line etiquette. For the attraction, everyone has to be there. Just do that. For other lines, like in the, like getting into the park or like a restaurant line or something, it's okay if everyone's not there with you as long as it's not a large amount of people. The restaurants, they can be strict about though. Yeah. Uh, it's all confusing. It's just, it's really, it's really confusing. And then things change sometimes. So you just have to kind of like, be ready to roll with it to get into the park it's usually pretty pretty um loose right so like i've actually gotten up at like like 5 30 in the morning and then at six o'clock when they let you into the gate to get into the queue i've held like a spot at the front of the line for like three or four people and that's no issue as long as you have like your little leisure seat and everything and you ran and you got your space um but for attractions like you said if you're further back fine if it's if it's like a cast member at the entrance they'll ask you how many are in your party and if not everybody's there they won't let you in same with the rest the restaurants lately they've been strict so they'll ask how many and then you have to be there in line and then once everybody gets in the line then you can leave some people can leave depending on how long the line is but to get into the line they're pretty lately they've been pretty strict about it and like people are probably wondering like what the reason for this is and it's just because there's just so many people yeah it's just a way to control and make sure that that there's enough seating for people and things like that, right? Uh-huh. Like, you don't want to end up people going in and it's like, okay, there's 50 extra people that can't sit. Right. Like, what do you do? So it's an efficiency thing. It's just because of the sheer amount of people. And, I like, I know that kind of takes people aback a little bit. It can be kind of like a pain because I wanted to go um, to, like, Magellan's to meet someone, like, a couple of months ago. And... I wanted to start, I, what I should have done was I should have said that I was going to start eating and then two people would join me later, which is what we usually did. And I didn't word it that way. And so I had to wait for everyone to get there before being seated and everybody went in before me and I wanted to start ordering for myself because I hadn't had anything and I was there. And so I, you know, when our friends got there, it was pretty close to the last order time. I would have ordered more. I would have spent more money if they had let me in earlier, Um, but they would not let me have a table until they got there, which is actually kind of unusual. So yeah, they, they've been kind of like a little bit of a pain in the ass lately about it. So (laughs) pain in the beep. Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, I guess uh, moving over to food uh, now, um, one thing that I know a lot of people are really taken aback by is there's no customizing of food. Yeah. I guess it's, it's not really etiquette per se etiquette in the sense that don't give the cast member a hard time just because you want to have a tomato something taken off or you want to substitute something they're not very they're they're not accommodating in that sense it's just how it is because again it boils down to efficiency i think it's like um, an operations thing yeah they want to get people through as quickly as possible because there's a lot of people right like remember tokyo disney land and disney sea are in the top 5 most visited theme parks in the world so they're very busy they want everyone to have the same experience. That's just, that's a very Japan thing. Everyone get the same experience. So by you customizing it, you're getting a different experience compared to other people. 
So it's to keep, again, same experience for everyone. Ask for that kind of stuff. Don't do it. You're just going to cause um, confusion because more often times than not, the cast members who work in the food, like the restaurants and stuff, don't speak English. So as soon as you start asking to customize stuff, it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to help. It's going to be very confusing for both you and the cast member. And it just holds up the line. And so, yeah, just don't do it. Now, with that said, of course, they're accommodating for, they're accommodating for allergies. So if you have allergies, they're going to ask you to order from an allergy free menu, which is a different menu altogether, usually. Um, so you're going to have to order from that. If you have, you know, an allergy where you can't eat certain like, um, like shellfish or wheat or things like that. Again, that's just how it is. They're not going to accommodate like a, a normal food item for an allergy. They just don't do that. Again, efficiency, you know, what we already mentioned. So that's just how it works. Unfortunately, if you do have like, you know, an allergy where there's a lot of things you really can't eat, you are allowed to bring food in the park as long as it's small food, like snacks and stuff. That's totally fine. If you bring in like a full meal, really depends on the cast member you get. Some will let you bring it in, some won't. But if you do bring in a full meal, you're expected or you're told to eat it at the picnic areas, which are outside both Disneyland and Disney Sea. Yeah, you have to eat it outside. You have to eat it outside, unfortunately. Like you have to go outside the park. And of course, you 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 can come back in. That's fine. Because I know some people are halal, and of course, Tokyo Disney Resort doesn't accommodate for halal, unfortunately. So I know people had to bring in their own food and snacks to accommodate for that. In some cases. Um, of course, you're going to have to have this written in Japanese is my recommendation. They will allow you to use some of the like uh, equipment in some of the restaurants, like heat up stuff. So like if you have a very particular like dish you have to eat that you brought or something, they will let you warm it up. Again, that gets very tricky with the language barrier. So I would just avoid that, especially if you don't know any Japanese, um, if you can. Just to save yourself, you know, time and frustration and stuff like that. Unfortunately, that's just that's just how it works. What else can we talk about? So we got we got the food standing in line. Let's talk about um, shows. Shows. Okay. This is one thing that gets like people riled up on social media so much. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's really funny because there's a lot. There's actually a lot of different elements of this that gets people riled up. So wait, which which mm-hmm. element are you talking about? The whole kid on the shoulders thing. Oh, yeah. That's like everywhere. That's kind of universal. It's gotten like, common here, though. I've noticed. And it didn't used to be. Okay. As, yeah, I've, I was going to mention that too. I've noticed it, but it's more for people in the back, like way like standing, like the standing room in the back behind, like near the World Bazaar at Tokyo Disneyland, uh-huh. where you can't really see anything anyway. Mm. So I guess they don't care all that much. Like that, I've noticed cast members won't say anything to people that far back. They don't say but anything course, to anybody anymore, I've noticed, with the kids on the shoulders. But if they're, like, obviously, if they're sitting down or, like, near the parade route area. Oh, there you cannot. You're, like, like, you're told pretty quickly. Like, no. Well, that's a like, sitting area, you, so you wouldn't have the kids on the shoulder there. No. So, yeah, kids on the shoulder, that's a big no-no. Just don't do it. Like, try and get to the, like, seating areas ahead of time so your kid can see. And here's another thing. If you're in the seating area and it's a big, it's a big thing, you have to remain seated. I have seen adults arguing with a cast member because you have to be seating and you have to be sitting on your bottom, not on your knees, 
um you have to have your bottom on the floor and i've seen adults like adult foreigners get into like arguments with a cast member over it like right when the show is starting so um that's that's the rule you have to follow the rules if you're sitting in that area and your kids too not just adults but children as well need to be sitting down and i guess like this is a thing that we shouldn't have to say but i'm gonna say it anyway you're in a foreign country Please don't argue with the cast members. Like, if they're telling you to do something, just listen to them. But part like, they're of telling it, you for a reason. Part of it is a language barrier because the, that too. the cast member, it's it's kind of difficult to explain if you don't have um, the language skills to explain that. Because if you say, oh, you have to sit down and the person's sitting down, but they're not sitting down the way they're supposed to be sitting down, it's hard to explain that in detail that you have to have your bottom on the floor, you know, and... So I, 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 I emphasize with the cast member, but also with the foreign guests that it's not clear what they're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of both sides, right? And it, 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 it's a hard thing. And not everybody speaks English either. So, you know, they might be trying their best in English and, and the person doesn't speak English. You know, they speak a completely different language. So it's very difficult. Yeah, I, I, I've witness like people who do speak english arguing with cast members over things oh i have too yeah like please don't do that because then it just makes like other foreigners look bad as well you know it just make that's just how it is right (laughs) it just it does that again you're 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 visiting a foreign country try and follow it as best you can and if things aren't clear i don't know just don't explode i guess is what i'm trying to say (laughs) yeah don't get too upset anyway yeah so back to the so sitting um, sitting is a big thing. Also, like large hats and stuff. Like take off your mini. Like you take off your mini ears. You take off your big goofy hat or whatever. Anything that's going to obstruct someone's view, you don't do it. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Like it's very you know you want to make sure everyone around you is able to enjoy the show as much as you. And that goes with recording as well. Ooh, are we going to talk about recording? Yeah, why not? Let's open up that Pandora's box. Let's um, do it. Okay, so so it's hard because. You know, it's not, all the rules are not always in the announcements, right? So for example, we'll start out with tripods and things like that, right? So they say, okay, you can't use tripods or monopods or anything like that, right? What they mean is you can't use stabilizers, but what kind of stabilizers? You can't use highly visible stabilizers. We've tested it. Like back when they like first started implementing it, we tested it. Like I had a shoulder harness because it was not touching the ground in any way. It was not a monopod. It was not a tripod. So I'm like, well, this is not breaking the rules. Let's see what happens if we use it. And um, it was actually fine until another guest mentioned something. And that's when the cast member Uh, came up and said we couldn't use it so it's interesting if it's not if you're not bothering another guest you'll probably be fine so it should if you are using a stabilizer it can't be something that's visible Mm -hmm. like a a, a little handheld one is fine yeah lots of people use it that's totally fine because you're not bothering anyone with it is is the thing we weren't bothering anybody either we weren't blocking anyone's view or anything it was just someone had you know like oh i can't do it so i'm gonna complain that 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 they're doing it you know yeah sometimes people can be terrible no matter where you are (laughs) i mean yeah 
and we and to yeah. be fair we were on purpose testing what the limits testing of the yeah, rule was fair, fair. you know and we're like and then we're like why why can't you use it and they're like oh well you just can't use it and we're like okay fine fair enough so yeah i guess really quickly like tripods you can't use at all no um or monopods little handheld stable yeah or monopods anything that will like touch the ground yes big no-no you can't use that it's a safety issue as well like if you're having it in your hand and it's not extended that's fine so selfie sticks don't extend them they're kind of hit or miss if they let you bring them in or use them i've but seen as long people as walking around it, with them as long as you don't extend it it's usually fine just don't extend it even small little tripods to set down like like i said as soon as it touches the uh-huh. ground it's a big no-no. Even, even if it's a small little stabilizer that turns into a tripod, that's a big no-no as well. You know what I've done back back when I used to come more? I What I did was I got, you know, one of those like things that you can put on the top of the water bottle. And I got like a oh, big yeah. water bottle and then I hid it inside my bag. Oh my goodness. <laughs> for like that, the sitting area. Extreme. You're that's not supposed to do it. And I was like concerned. No. I'm like, oh, someone's going to say something. I was waiting for it. And, I, and then I would have said, okay. And I would have, <laughs> you know, put it away. But um, it was disguised. And yeah, like when you're taking pictures and stuff, keep your cameras and stuff at head level. Yes. Again, you don't want to obstruct people's views, right? That's a big thing. Uh-huh. So don't do that. And they're really sticklers on live streaming. Yes, that's a big um, issue right now. So um, one thing I have noticed, because you know I've tested before to do some live streaming in the park, because you know I just want to see what would happen, you know, for research purposes. Actually, on Instagram within Japan itself, stuff will actually be blocked due to copyright. So like the music and stuff uh, could potentially be blocked. So it's almost like there's no point in live streaming anyway. But also they don't want you to live stream in the parks. That's just what it is. I know like in like the US parks, it's very common. Live streaming is totally fine. People, everyone does it. Tokyo Disney, no, just don't do it. <laughs> I feel like probably this is one of those things that will eventually change in the future, but it takes yeah. a very long time for the Japanese parks to catch up with technology. I feel like, well, you you, you see that every with everything, with the app and everything, but um. This is one of those things that even though it's like, like Chris said, it's super, super common everywhere else, but it's a big no-no here. And also talking about recording. So I know a lot of people like to vlog and stuff when they go to the parks. Recently too, they've become very, they'll question you on the equipment that you have with you. Like I've been questioned, like when I would go on non-media days, like I would bring like a, like a bigger microphone to go on my camera and stuff like that. And um, I would get questioned about it and depending on who I got, they would tell me I can't use that microphone because it's too big. Um, of course, it's not, you know, it's not like a big boom mic, you know, that someone has to hold or anything, but it's one that attaches to my camera. They don't, they don't particularly like that, it seems. Um, I couldn't get really a straight answer from anyone, but I've heard of other people too, uh, depending on like the equipment you're using, you may be asked not to record. Um, and also, I was told very um, like straightforward, not straightforward, like just straight up, they said, are you like the the security guard asked me are you recording yourself and i said yes and he said okay please don't record anybody else like he told me that like straight on like it, it was in japanese but he said not to record anyone and don't bother other guests is essentially what he said and i think that also brings up um the privacy laws here you can take photos of different people around you but if you're posting on social media to protect people's privacy like here, it's a legal thing. Outside the country, of course, it's, it's different laws, right? Because international law varies. Within Japan, uh, you can get sued for putting someone's image um, on social media. 
if they did not give their permission for it. Of course, if you're a foreigner, it doesn't really matter. But here it's a matter of etiquette. So if you live here and you do that, you really should blur uh, the people's faces around you. Yeah, so don't take pictures of people directly without asking them. You know, as as a photographer, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, if and it's, I, if it's for personal use or if it's for um, like street photography, because you know what, that's how we have a record of, of history that we wouldn't otherwise have. Right. Um, so as, as a photographer, I'm, I'm really, really against that. But if you are going to be using it publicly, you should just be aware of that, I feel. Yeah. And ask, like ask the person. Most people are more than happy to take a picture. Right. Just ask. Right. That's really all you have to do. Like if you just go up and say picture. If you're taking a picture understand. specifically of someone, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes people wear really cool things and you want a picture of that. Sure. It's totally fine to ask for one. I mean, you it's polite. It's out of politeness. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you notice online people blur out uh, people's faces and stuff. Because, you know, maybe that person ended up in the picture by accident while we were taking a picture of something else. Right? So it's just, it's, it's a courtesy thing. Of course, yeah. When you're in an attraction or a oh, show. Like, okay. like, for example, Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. And some people were kind of, um, I've seen pictures like online and stuff and people were kind of poking fun that they took pictures and stuff. Like, you're allowed to take pictures. You can. You can take pictures. It? Yeah. That's okay. As long as it's... A non-illuminated screen. Exactly. So if you're taking it through the viewfinder of your camera and there's no um, light screen, that's fine. That's totally okay. But if you're using your phone or if you're using a camera where the screen is illuminated, it, especially in a dark theater, it's bothering the people behind you. So that is not, you'll get the, the big, uh, I can picture showcase wishes now doing the, the arms crossed mark on Twitter. But yeah, you'll get the arm cross and say, no, no pictures. What they don't mean is no pictures. They mean no screens. So just watch out. For that that's yeah. a big one i see a lot of times that there's a lot of miscommunication because in the announcement it doesn't specify that something tells me they may have changed it recently oh maybe they have maybe they think, should i think i think i think i can't remember now i guess kind of plug in the book a little bit i went through the trouble of making sure on every attraction i put what kind of photography was wasn't allowed so saying there's no pictures allowed at all. There's yeah. pictures with no illuminated screens. And this also applies to video. So I know there's like videos online of like ride through videos and stuff. You're not really supposed to do that. Oh, no, that's a big no, no, too. Yeah. <laughs> so just enjoy the ride. Don't take pictures. Just enjoy is what it is. So then that way you don't get the whole arm cross thing because I know that bothers a lot of people when they get that because it's a little jarring. <laughs> it's kind of in your face. <laughs> I understand it's the simplest way to communicate that like, it's no. not no, like it's like a I mean, big yeah, no. if, yeah if someone does a cross like the cross of the arms to you that means no like to stop what you're doing yeah because you're because you're not supposed to do it that's just how how it's communicated in Japan that way <laughs> non-verbally <laughs> so yeah like there's certain like um Sinbad Storybook Voyage you're allowed to take pictures that's fine just no flash right yeah and but then on like Tower Terror they don't want pictures in the queue uh-uh, no. So, and then, of course, definitely not on the ride and everything. So if, if you're really worried, in the book, I went through the the painstaking process of figuring out all that out. So so you don't get the whole arm cross thing. <laughs> so there you go. So we talked about recording. We talked about sitting for shows. I guess tattoos is another thing we should talk about because that's been kind of a hot topic. 
Yeah, recently. and uh, I think there's a, like a lot of miscommunication uh, about it as well. Yeah, there is. So way back when, like years ago, tattoos weren't weren't actually allowed in Tokyo Disney. This was a long time ago. That is not the case anymore. So whatever anyone has told you, we're telling you tattoos are fine. Tattoos are okay. And even on the official website, it does talk about tattoos, but it says like offensive tattoos. So offensive meaning, of course, if there's if it's not family friendly, you should cover it up. So I mean, like if you have, you know, tattoos of a woman not wearing a top, of course, that's not family friendly. You should cover that up, right? You're in a family setting um, or anything that's like violence. Boobs are totally like family friendly. That's how children eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to get into that. I mean, it it's, it's yeah. what, what they decide is, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, use your judgment. We have to go with they if say. you think, oh, maybe oh, this might cause problems, come up with like a plan B. Okay, like, oh, uh, maybe this tattoo someone might consider it offensive. Uh, maybe I'll wear a longer sleeve shirt, or maybe I'll wear a bandage over it. If it's like summertime and you don't want to wear like a long jacket or shirt, you'll just put like a bandage over it. You know, um, so try to think like what might be considered offensive. Like, oh, it's like really violent, it's, like really gruesome. Like, oh, maybe this is not a good idea. You yeah. know, and um, like tattoos in Japan, that's a whole. Again, that's a whole other topic in itself, which we're not going to cover, but tattoos are still kind of taboo in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, one place that you're not allowed tattoos at all is uh, at the hotel pools at Tokyo Disney. And this applies oh, to pretty much any public pool. That I did not know. Yeah, tattoos aren't, aren't allowed. They'll ask you to cover up. Wow. Yeah, so that's just how it is. You know, public baths and stuff like the onsen sento uh, and like theme park pools. Um, tattoos are typically not allowed in most places and Tokyo Disney is one of them where they're not allowed in the pools so um, I know that there's like flesh colored um, like bandages and stuff you can buy I don't have tattoos so I haven't had any experience with that so I can't really speak to that but I know friends that have bought them like off Amazon or whatever so if you are concerned buy some off of Amazon before you go and then you can pretend like cover them up as in terms of like clothing uh, people in Japan are very conservative with their clothing. They don't. A lot of people don't wear very revealing stuff. Like it's very uncommon for someone just to wear a tank top and like booty shorts. People don't do that in Japan. People are a little more conservative, um, like longer skirts and longer sleeved shirts, even in the summertime. <laughs> it's fine if you wear like if you wear a tank top and shorts. Like that's totally fine. People aren't going to say anything. Yeah. Just be aware. Most people don't wear that. Like if you want to wear longer, like you know, longer shorts or whatever. It's usually how it goes like i i like for guys i i've rarely seen japanese men wear tank tops yeah you're right really or if they do it's, usually, it's covered with something else yeah like they'll have a towel over them or something like that again it's very conservative that's just how it is not that you're going to offend anyone if you're wearing a tank top you won't but you might you might get some stares because again people don't really do that right if it's summertime i don't think people care yeah and well in the winter you're going to be covered up anyway so there you go right okay really quick Common sense, you guys. Don't wear backpacks on the train or monorail if there's a lot of people because it's just obnoxious and you and take up space, people. you hit people with it, even if you don't realize it. And not just on trains and monorails, on in a crowded store, for example. Okay? Just be aware of the people around you. Be aware of the space around you. Exactly. Blowing your nose in public is seen very rude. Um, it's not offensive. It's just rude. People don't do it. I've done it a few times in, in public because it's just like, I couldn't go anywhere. Like, I couldn't get to the toilet. I'm like, oh my God, I need to blow my nose because I'm like dripping everywhere. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll do it in an extreme circumstance, but I do try my best to not do it in 
a cr- like in public. I try to go to the I mean, washroom if you if have I a can. cold. It's fine. Ironically, it's okay for old men to pick their nose on the train in public, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Heaven forbid you blow your nose. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. And another big thing, um, especially for those coming from Canada and the U.S., there is no tipping in Japan. Yes. This applies to the theme parks. So Hooray! Don't tip. It makes things awkward. People might think you forgot your money. Yeah, and they'll, and they're like, they'll oh, give no, it back to you. Oh, you forgot this. And it's potentially offensive. Yeah. Because it could be seen as you might be feeling sorry for this person because they don't make enough money or something like that. So that's just how it's perceived in some cases. So... Don't tip at all. Like even like even if someone carries your bag to your room, like you know, of course in the U.S. and Canada, you tip mm-hmm. that person, right? You tip the bellhop. Japan, don't do it. You're 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 gonna confuse the poor person. <laughs> so restaurants, anything in service, don't tip. You just don't do it. They do add gratuity to some fancier restaurants. I don't think in the theme parks per se, but I know some other places will have. They'll add a gratuity, like right onto the bill. Um, I think we covered a lot yeah, of the I big things. I think we covered a lot, like most things that people will run into. And I guess like the big thing is like, don't stress too much about this. Like I know we might have stressed you out with this. Don't stress about it. Common sense. And also watch what other people do around you. Like that's how I learned a lot of the things too, is I just watched how other people around me acted and I just followed suit. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't know how to act in a such a situation that I've never been sure. in. So I just observe people around me and I just follow what they do. And most of the time, that's the right thing to do. And also, if it's going to inconvenience someone, don't do it. That's probably the big thing to remember. Like holding up a camera or cutting a lot of people into line and stuff like that. It's going to inconvenience somebody else. And that's a really Uh big no-no in Japan. And of course, applies to Tokyo Disney, Universal, all the theme parks and stuff. And some of this also um, applies to just Japan in general. I know one more thing, like speaking of Universal, I know they were having, you know how we were talking about the live stream being an issue? Um, Universal had a major issue with TikTok, like kids, like teenagers doing TikTok in the park. And I know a lot of people on Twitter were complaining about that, like Japanese people, about other Japanese people. Yeah. Again, I guess it goes back to inconveniencing others or being Uh in the way. So again, if you're like being obnoxious, that's usually a big no-no. So, like, I guess going back to the vlogging thing, as long as you're not in people's way when you're doing it, it's fine. Just, you know, don't stick the camera in people's faces and watch where you're going. Like, please, I've seen people run into stuff and things like that, but don't be that person, okay? I know it's exciting, you're there and you want to record everything, that's totally fine. Just be aware of the people around you and don't inconvenience others. It's really what it boils down to. All right, um... That's it for this show. <laughs> it's the, 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 it was a little heavy, I understand. But it's one of those things we do have to talk about. We I mean, it's kind of fun, too. It's kind of interesting, I think. Yeah, and just how things work in different countries and things like that. And it's kind of, like, cultural, too, because we say, oh, don't inconvenience people. And then you'll find, like, a million teenagers in front of the castle on the floor taking pictures, <laughs> inconveniencing people. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, you just go with the flow um you try to get along the best you can people will also make allowances for you because they know that you're not from here you know so as long as you're not doing anything like majorly bothering other people you're fine oh and one thing um that i should mention this is not really etiquette per se but it's something worth mentioning carry your passport with you at all times yeah if you're not a resident of japan 
you and have to have, have a resident ID. card. Have your passport on you because not that they're like you'll get stopped by police at Disney. Like the chances of that happening are pretty <laughs> like pretty much nothing. But if a police officer does stop you anywhere in Japan and you cannot produce your actual passport, they can actually arrest you. Yeah, they can disappear you with uh no with no charges and they can hold you for how many hours like 72 hours or something something like that without you being able to contact anybody so i mean just to be safe it's not gonna happen but you never you never know it's well i mean usually it happens to people in the night areas that are like out drinking yeah they're doing you know they're doing i mean so it it happens but if you're at disney the the odds of it happening are like like zilch i guess more in terms of a safety concern like let's say there's a big earthquake oh for sure or something yeah. happens then you may not be able to get to your passport right yeah and you may have like you may be without it for a long time so it's good to keep your passport on you like some like you you need to have it like there's no choice you have to have it on you uh-huh. all right <laughs> that's enough of the serious talk we have to thank some wonderful wonderful explorers who have been supporting us here on patreon so i will go first a uh, big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, to Amanda, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, and Baker. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoofy, Thomas, Tomoko, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, and Amy and Andy. And remember to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions or suggestions for us, you can send them on over our way to contact at tdrxplorer.com. And you can find us up on our website at tdrxplorer.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all those places, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I'm the one, I don't know, doing etiquette stuff i don't don't have a good outro this time i really don't Uh, and joining as always is the wonderful wonderful patricia hey you guys you can find me on twitter and instagram at dream sweets love and i am the one who is absolutely gonna use a tissue to blow my nose if i have a cold (laughs) you guys um don't stress don't worry about it you'll be fine keep exploring go on those adventures